This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Flunkies and junkies, different day of the week, you're still my flunkies and junkies. Welcome to this week's episode of the PTB Weekend Special. I am your co-host, Scott Briscolo. Joining me, as always, the doctor, Dr. G, George Blino. Is this the NWA Saturday special? No! What? We can't. What? Copyrights. We can't. Time Warner owns that now. Miss the Saturday night. I used it again this week because I haven't figured out a good song yet for the open, so you'll still hear Skinner for a while. But anyway, um, hi, everybody. Uh, This is your home for everything current NWA and Impact Wrestling. That's kind of why we changed. For those that are are just kind of tuning in but used to listen to the show, we do still do uh, the NWA, but we now do Impact uh, because I feel like Impact and Dr. G and I both think that NWA needs a little something with it. Um, we should have another, and we don't have a lot of current impact reporting here on the PPB wrestling network, nor is there any on any other feeds I've noticed too. I don't see a lot of impact coverage on, on pods a lot anywhere. So yeah, I think I, gets, I, I, I shouldn't get thing I have to say about the, about impact is, uh, after, especially after going to see a pay-per-view, I mean, I would always tune in here and there, but, um, they really do. I mean, they their matches are very solid, and their storylines are not bad. I mean, they they do a pretty good job. I mean, I have they, to say- they have good wrestlers. They're experienced. Scott Demore is no dummy. I think he books well. Everybody gets a chance, um, and the right people are there. Like I said, people are like, oh, um, when when Sasha Banks and Trinity both left um, WWE, they're like, oh, they should go wherever they should go. They should go together. No. I think Trinity should break out and do her own thing and not follow in her in in uh, Sasha or Mercedes Monet's uh, coattails. And she didn't. She went, you know, Mercedes, you know, she went to New Japan and she won the New Japan women's title and she had to drop it because she got hurt. And Trinity went to the perfect spot for her. I don't think she would have fit in AEW. I think she would have got lost in the shuffle. Impact was the perfect place for her. And. She's thriving. She's the knockouts champion. She's hot. She puts on great matches. She's a good worker. I think her and Mickey James, two weeks at Bound for Glory, are going to tear down the, sh- the house in Chicago. Um, so I think it was a great choice. I think it was a tremendous choice um, for her to go to Impact and not follow Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. Anyway, we'll talk about Impact in a minute. We go chronologically. Let us start because Pelweer has actually upped its game. I think, finally, uh, um, Billy Corgan is starting to treat... 
Because I felt like we, we had said this, Doctor. How we started feeling like, um, like a Cindy weekend show back in the day, like Superstars or Challenge. The matches made no sense. There was no creative interludes in the middle, no interviews, no storylines being built. It was just a bunch of crap matches on a tape show, and then we had a pay-per-view. Yeah. And then crap matches on a tape show, and then a pay-per-view. It made no fucking sense. Ever since NWA 75, and I'm sorry, I, I, everyone wants to bust off on Nick Aldis. I think everything got better when Tyrus lost and left. And now these powers, now they're freshened up. We have better graphics. We have title matches. We have things building to Sauron um, coming up in three weeks. Um, it's just a better show now. Now it feels like they're raw, not like they're velocity. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, they needed, to, they needed to up it a little bit. They kind of went back to the original premise of the studio show and that feel of the, you know, at the desk and, you know, kind of creating the storylines there. I feel like the crowd, even though it's, you know, much smaller than some of the other areas that, you know, a lot of times they were taping in the places where they did the pay-per-views, but I feel like the crowds into every match, it kind of reminds me of the old Saturday night shows where you'd hear like the people. Right. You know, and I more. Agree. Uh, yep. I don't know. Just a, there's just a much better feel um, to everything. Yep. I agree um, with you. I feel like they're giving um, giving some of the, the guys who have been pretty loyal from the beginning, they're starting to give them a chance. So it's uh, it's good stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying it this season. I, I will say that. I mean, I'm much better than we were, um, you know, last season. I feel like the booking's a little better. Um, yep. You know, we'll see what happens with the pay-per-view. And I think, uh, you know, um, you know, they're... It, we may not, you may not like the way they say the name or whatever, because that's the way you do say it. I did look it up. That's how you say it. And, um, but I like they give a, a little theme to the pay-per-views now. You know, I have like a little host like Dr. G, uh, you know, the um, Father James Mitchell. I'm saying doctor. I, don't know I, thought, you say, I'm the, I'm I doctor. thought you were going to say Dr. G is hosting. I'm not. I'm not great I, if you hosted a pay-per-view. That would be, I would watch. That would be pretty great, to be honest with you. You hosted but, a pay-per-view. Well, it makes, but, it makes pay-per-view amazing. Honestly, I'm I'm really uh, I I like to see what they're doing. I think I think little by little, um, we're seeing some improvements. Now we'll see. You know, now you have a pay-per-view, and I think they go to another season after this pay-per-view. Now we'll see how they do. Let's see, could they do back to back? And keep, I've keep noticed that the tapings. I've noticed, Doctor, that the tapings are going to be faster because. Well, let's get in. Let's let's talk power, and then we'll 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 because they did some they did some commercials in between the show. But the tapings now go more frequently. They're going to do a taping after, uh, I think a week after the pay per view. They're going to do a taping back in Nashville, and then they're going to do a taping in Sarasota. Yep. So Billy looks like he's starting to work out deals with some studios instead of you know staying in Cleveland and taping nine straight powers, which is what he did last year after NWA 74. He taped like, I mean, NWA 74 was Labor Day weekend or the actually the weekend before Labor Day weekend. And he had, he taped powers into fucking Halloween. And by the yeah. fifth show, it was like dry as a bone. It was, it was dry. I think, and I think he realized, I mean, listen, sometimes you got to try different things for financial reasons, whatever. And then you realize, okay, that didn't work. Obviously, I'm sure we're not the only people that criticized it. So now they try something different and now they're back. I feel like they're back. 
with a little bit more updated, you know, graphics, like you're saying, and, you know, the way they're doing the entrances. But I feel like they're back to the way we liked it back in 2019. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So let's get started. And we have, like tonight, on this week's show, we had two title matches, a number one contenders match, and a couple of interviews, uh, big interviews, that one that has led to a big match at the pay-per-view, and then another that's leading to a huge match this coming Tuesday, where I may be in love with one of my favorite NWA guys again if he finally gets what he deserves. We'll get to it in a minute. So the show opens. With a number one contenders match for the world women's tag team titles. Uh, of course, your women's champions are pretty empowered. Uh, Ella Envy and Kenzie Page's sister, whose first name, Kylie Page, I think it is. So the team is Natalia Markova and Taylor Rising taking on the former women's tag team champions, M95, Maddie and Missa Kate. Now, I mentioned Maddie Rankowski uh, had a tryout at the uh, at the performance center so i i have a feeling this was taped before that because jamie stanley who also had a tryout is gone uh it was mentioned uh later in the show when colby carino defends the junior heavyweight title that um he was fired jamie stanley who was also managing now he if he's still managing joe alonzo who of course colby carino is facing at the pay-per-view uh, then maybe he's sticking around and me me continuously mentioning the WWE Performance Center is, is a waste. But anyway, <laughs> fun, li- fun little match at 7.09. Markova and Taylor Rising get the victory. So I don't know if this is at the pay-per-view, is it? Yes, it is. So at Sowin, I'm not going to say Sauron because that's Lord, of, that's Lord of the Rings. So at the pay-per-view in Cleveland on the 28th, pretty empowered, Ella Envy and Kylie Page will defend the women's tag team titles against Natalia Markova and Taylor Rising. That's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a great match. I don't know that's going to be one of the matches of the night. Yeah, I don't know if the title will change hands. I'll have to think about that. So that weekend, folks, we're going to shift our show back to Saturday morning um, so we can do a preview because the pay-per-view is Saturday night. So that weekend, we'll be back to Saturday. I'll, I'll make sure I remind everyone the week before and I'll mention on on the uh, PTB Twitter um, that the show will be that morning, that weekend, because we need to, um, um, because of the pay-per-view. So because of the pay-per-view is on Saturday. So anyway, um, then we had uh, the World Junior Heavyweight Championship. Colby Carino, now managerless, as he apparently fired Jamie Stanley after what happened at the tag match last week taking on Mac Vine, and in 602, Colby Carino retained the title. So I think Colby Carino, Dr. G, is still a babyface. I know our man, uh, Sean Sean Kidd, is not crazy about that. I think he liked him better as a heel. I think you do too, but I don't know. He kind of has, kind of like when his dad was ECW champion, he was kind of bouncing between face and heel, and when when Steve wrestled in Japan, he kind of had a face-heel thing going on, so I'm okay with it. It's kind of like grizzled face. So I'm okay with it for the moment, but he's better as a douchebag. I agree. But I'm okay with, with rolling with this and seeing what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd be better heel, but all right. You know, I get what you're saying. He's, he's kind of like the grizzled grizzled face kind of thing. And Yeah, you know what I mean? It's uh, worked. And, so. and, of course, he will be defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship at the pay-per-view on the 28th against Joe Alonzo, 
who was managed by Jamie Stanley. I don't know if he still is because, again, I don't know Jamie Stanley's status, so who knows. Then we had an interview segment at the table with Aaron Stevens, manager of the World Tag Team Champions, BFT, Blunt Force Trauma. And then out walks those big grizzled motherfuckers who I actually like now because I like their role here. And that is, of course, Knox and Murdoch, these two big fat fucking sons of bitches. <laughs> and they want another title shot. They got screwed at NWA 75 and they got screwed um, a couple of weeks ago on, on Power. Um, or was it last week? It was two weeks ago um, because of Aaron Stevens' interference. So Aaron Stevens offered one more shot. Um, he goes, and I know, you know, we used to be friends, Trevor. We're not anymore. And I know you really want to punch me in the face. <laughs> it's really funny. I just I love, love Aaron Stevens. Me I don't too. want to leave. WWE, leave him alone. Leave him here. Because he's actually one of the great things about the NWA right now. Yes. Um, so listen to this, Doctor. I think, I really do think that after, after seeing this now, I really think the NWA is listening to this show. Because Aaron Stevens offered a tables match at the pay-per-view for the World Tag Team titles. However, it is called... A Knights of the Round Table tables match. Huh? Mm. Yeah. See? I think we are like the raw GM through the laptop. That's what I think. <laughs> You're funny. We are the raw GM. The Knights of the Round Table tables match at Samhain between BFT and... Knox and Murdoch. That match could get bowling shoe ugly, but in an entertaining way. <laughs> As JR Bowling's used to say. As JR, JR used to say that. Bowling shoe ugly. That's a JR term. Not Justin Rosero, Jim Ross. The other JR. <laughs> um, yeah, the other uh, guy. Less, the lesser known guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, come on. Tables match with those four guys. That could be fun. You know what? If they do it right, yes, it could be fun. Because uh, remember, this this is like a Halloween pay per view, so it's you know it's supposed to be all creepy no, and I, fucked I up. Like, so. I think you know I like having some gimmick matches. It's it's not bad, right? Uh, and I like to see how they do it. You know, right? Uh, next up, we had Jax Dane, who is now on his own as as uh, Savages, which we hated that title, is broken up. Blake Troop. So I guess Jax Dane's a babyface now? That's weird. Um, so he took on Chris Silvio Esquire, who's kind of jacked. I didn't really, never really notice because he was in the lawyer role. Um, Jax Dane beat him. I, I don't know how Jax Dane wrestles with a vest on. I just think that's so cumbersome. But anyway, um, I guess Jax Dane's a babyface. Because I guess what happened, going back, NWA 75, when he fought, I think it was night one, when he fought Tim Storm, and there was tragedy. Tim Storm was not moving. And uh, Chris Sylvia wanted Jack Stane to, like, break his neck and end him. And Jack Stane said, no, I've, I've beaten him. I've done my thing. And they all got pissed off. And then at the Battle Royal, the next night, Blake Troop tossed Jack Stane out. So, Savages is no more. I just don't think uh, 
I just don't think Jack Stane fit in a tag team role. I just don't think that. No, I agree with you. I just don't think that worked out. So, um, then we had another table interview with our two finalists because this coming Tuesday, on this upcoming Tuesday episode of Power, the currently vacant World Television Championship will be filled. Between either former champion Zicky Dice or, I can't say it the way I want to because he hasn't earned it yet, but I'll say it kind of the medium way. Mims. So, Mims and Zicky Dice this Tuesday for the world, for the vacant World Television Championship. I really, really would like to see Mims get his shot. I need for my, for my sanity, Dr. G. Aloysius Rubellino. I need Mims to win. All these last few years of him coming so close and so close and so close and then jobbing and jobbing and jobbing and putting guys over and putting guys over and putting fucking guys over. It is time for him to get his moment. Yeah, I agree with you. He's not he's fucking been, fat Zicky Dice. He's but, been loyal. Yep. He's worked his way. I I know. I, I think this is a good chance to to give him the payoff here. Give it to him, Billy. Reward Mims. Reward Mims with a television championship. He's earned it. Just do it. Just do it. However, and I know Billy. I think we both know Billy pretty well. I could see this match ending in a schmaz or some kind of mess and they wrestle again at the pay-per-view. That's could, not, that's a very I, Billy thing. I mean it I mean honestly it would it would be smart to have it as a pay-per-view match to be honest, but um with with maybe some kind of um maybe it'll be a pay-per-view with some kind of, you know, gimmick or, you know, stipulation or something like that at you know, at the pay-per-view. Mm. I have no problem with it, even though I know it's kind of predictable. I, right. I'd, I'd rather see even a better match on the pay-per-view, maybe with some kind of stipulation or gimmick or something like that. Or I could see Zicky Dice winning cheap, and then Billy or whoever comes out and says, nice try, but your first title defense, Mims gets back on October 28th in Cleveland, and maybe Mims wins it there. I don't know. You can see that? I, something funky is going to happen. Uh you know something funky is going to happen uh, uh, on Tuesday. So just let's be patient because <laughs> I usually get frustrated. What a pay-per-view coming up. I mean, you'd, you'd think <clears> right. there'd be something. something. Right. I, I, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> hmm. So, and then to wrap up the show, um, we had a national heavyweight championship match. Thrill Billy Silas of the Southern Six, and Dak Draper. And that was a fun little match. Um, Throw Billy Silas got the win with that tilt-a-whirl Silas slam or whatever they call it. And he is still that. Uh, and he needed a win because he's the only guy in the Southern Six that has a belt because Alex, neither Alex Taylor nor Kerry Morton have a belt, which is fine. But we love the Southern Six. We love the yeah. Southern Six. We got our so, shirts. We got our shirt. Yes, we did. Uh, kudos also to the National Wrestling Alliance for upping their merch game. Uh, 
the Southern Six shirt. The only shirt I don't like is the uh, is the Blunt Force Trauma shirt. It's just a picture of them on the on the shirt. It looks fucking stupid. It looks like something made at like Vista Print or something. It's so weak. I'm like in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Um, what shirt? One shirt you and I did not get that one of us needs to get. We did not get that awesome Atari NWA shirt. That yeah, they only have like size small now. That's oh, right. That'll fit on my foot. So, um, but yes, I have to give the NWA their due. They upped the, uh, they upped the uh, merch, uh, their merch game. So, so there's your episode of Power. It was really good. You had two title matches. We had a number one contenders match. A couple of good interviews, and uh, good good episode. Check it out on uh, on the YouTube channel on the NWA. When are we getting new shirts? What's that? Oh. You want PTV weekend special shirts? Yeah, yeah. Well, we had the NWA Saturday special ones. But... What are you gonna? So, okay. Um, you gonna put it on uh, T Public and you know? Wow. Do... Well, what are you fucking barking? Or what are you? What are you fucking Hugh Hefner now? What are you sitting around with your fucking velvet it, robe, telling me what's up? We could have little uh, um, PTV uh, weekend special pillows and <laughs> you with the fucking pillows. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want? Mouse pads? Stickers? <laughs> pins? We'll get stickers. How's that sound? Blankets. <laughs> Blankets. Throw rugs. Get a fucking throw rug. Anyway, so good episode of Power. Check it out. It's on the uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> what about like um, the rug that you put by the toilet? You know, like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay. So, uh, you're up to date. You're up to date. Um, uh, NWA Sawan, Sawin, uh, pay-per-view card. There's five matches. As mentioned, Blunt Force Trauma will defend the tag team titles, the world tag team titles against Knox and Murdoch in a Knights of the Round Table tables match. <laughs> uh, Pretty Empowered will defend the world women's tag team titles against Natalia Markova and Taylor Rising. Colby Carino will defend the junior heavyweight title against Joe Alonzo. I'm looking forward to that match. Kenzie Page will defend the world women's title against Ruthie J. And in the main event, oh, I forgot one more interview from the show. Um, of course, the main event, EC3 defending the world's heavyweight championship against Tom Latimer. There was an interview, uh, Tom Latimer and Camille, and Camille pretty much said, uh, I am going back to, for the time being, to being what I did when I first got here. An insurance policy. If you remember, she was the silent assassin for the national treasure, Nick Aldis, when he was world's heavyweight champion. Remember those days? Those were the good yes, old days. Yes, I do. Those were the good old days. Remember Strictly Business? We never got our track jackets. Nope. That's what we need. PTB weekend special track jackets. There you Forget go. the throw rugs. Who needs throw rugs and stickers? We need track jackets. <laughs> Why not? Let's do it. Well, we needed we we, we we well if for our guy for our man the kettle man Callum McDougal we needed to get the uh, the what is it the Commonwealth Connection or whatever jackets um, Nick and uh, Dougie Williams uh, wore those are the ones that that the Callum wanted. Yes, he did. Um, that's what we need PTB weekend special track jackets. Yeah, who needs throw rugs? Fucking pillows. We need track jackets. God, remember those days? Strictly business, the track jackets. God. Feel like that was it doesn't that feel like doesn't the strictly business run feel like it was fucking twenty years ago? It does. It does feel crazy. Like. Uh, too strictly business it was good. Oh, uh, those were the days when Camille was an insurance policy. 
So anyway, she pretty much said in the interview, she's putting her ambitions on the back burner for the moment. And she's going to be her husband's insurance policy at the pay-per-view and for the time being. And this is good. Um, give Camille a breather. She's busted her ass the last three years. So let her relax, do stuff with her husband, and let Kenzie Page defend the world t- the women's title against other people before Camille comes in and kicks the shit out of her and takes the belt back, which we all know is probably going to happen. So anyway, so there's just so Sam uh, Sawin has five matches uh, at the moment. And of course, more, I mean, we're going to, obviously we're going to have a, I'm sure Thrill Billy Silas will defend the uh, um, national title. Uh, Max the Impaler might defend the women's TV title. We still have the, uh, we have the other tag. Oh, um, Daisy, Daisy, um, why is, why is his name brain farting me? Who are you trying? I don't... Uh, the 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 U.S. tag team champions. Why am I brain farting? Oh shoot! Um... Those guys. Um, I can't, I can't think of their fucking names. Hey, they um, got too many championships, though. That's one thing I'll have to say. Well, they've got what? For a Two small tag. Uh, oh God, Daisy Kill. Daisy. Is it Daisy Kill? Yeah. Yes, Daisy Kill and Talos. Thank you. That's what Daisy, Daisy Kill and Talos. So, um, somebody was asking. Somebody asked me this week who, when the next pay per view they think is. Well, I have a feeling the next pay per view will definitely be. You know my thing. Ha! Tams four. Yeah, the, yeah, you th- uh, yeah. That's probably the next one at this point. It'll either be. It'll either be. Mid December, or they may wait, they may wait till after the new year and do it in January. We'll see. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So the Knights of the Round Table tables matches. It's a tables match, but instead of the regular rectangular tables, they're round tables. They could borrow our round tables. Yeah. Although we could power bomb a pillow on our round tables and they would collapse because <laughs> they're fucking falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there it is. There's your NWA uh, report. Um, why don't you, before we go move on to Impact, let everybody know about that Nick Aldis interview you keep telling me about. Well, I, I still got to finish it, but it was one with um, uh, Sam Roberts last year, about about ten months ago, and it's just interesting to see like some of the things. It was really he was open and honest uh, about what went on uh, as much as he could. I mean, I didn't think he, he didn't really bury Billy per se, but he was kind of basically saying that, you know, when they were going to, tr- when, when he did lose the championship and then things were kind of lagging a little bit. Right. Nick gave a suggestion, you know, kind of really have the belt put back on him. And so that's where the things started falling apart. And the little bit that I did get was that he, you know, said something to Mickey James, Billy did, you know, about, oh, your husband's kind of like campaigning to try to get the championship back. And like, you know, like Mickey wasn't going to say anything to to Nick. And it just seemed like their relationship just soured from there. Um, he just didn't feel like the company was going in the direction that they had, you know, spoken about in the past. So, um, you know, it's two sides to every story. So, but it's very interesting. So I, I definitely want to listen to, uh, the rest of it, I just 
had somewhere to go, so I couldn't finish listening to it. Um, probably listen to it when I when we finish recording. But I, I just it's I didn't realize there's so much stuff out there because the NWA. I mean, I know that Nick Aldis, you know, has a name out there, and he's obviously with WWE now in the producer role. But sometimes that stuff kind of gets pushed to the side because it's, mm-hmm. it, you got Impact, you got WWE, you got AEW, so. Sometimes it kind of, I mean, I, it's kind of been out there, but not as much as we, we would like it to be. That's why we're kind of bringing that stuff to light. So it's just interesting. I'm I'm sorry I didn't catch it, you know, when it originally came out. So, um, but listen, he's moved on. The NWA has moved on. The NWA has obviously picked up their game recently. So we just hope that they could, uh, you know, keep going where they're at. It's just amazing, though, you know. You and I, I, I'll never forget us doing that interview during the pandemic with um, uh, Dave Lagana and hearing some of the things that, that the, the NWO was going to do back then. And mm-hmm. it feels like then the wheels came off the train. Obviously, the pandemic didn't help. That, I think, really took – I think that really took the momentum out of the NWA. I really did. And I think Billy tried all these different type of things and went away from the the, the – um, the original plan and that's maybe where things kind of went off the rails with him and Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll have to listen to that. See if that's, if they even yeah. talk about that, but, but that's just my yeah. opinion. So, right. Um, yeah, check it out. I, I got, I have a, I have to listen to it myself. So let's fast forward two days to Thursday night and the 1002nd episode of, uh, impact. Uh, they were taping at Graceland live in Memphis and, I've been hearing some rumblings from people I've seen here on Cage Match and so on. Not not great crowds in Memphis. Not great crowds. Crowds been kind of flat. I did notice the crowd was kind of flat. Now these shows were taped a couple weeks ago. I think the twenty second. But yeah, the crowd is definitely not as jazzy. Um, I think they're going to get good crowds in Chicago for Bound for Glory, and then they got a couple of dates. But definitely. When they head over to um, the following weekend, when they're in the UK, they'll get great crowds for that. Great crowds. So, yeah. Uh, oh, Impact. Um, as much as I, I think they do put on a good show, and some markets it just doesn't catch on. Like, I was kind of surprised, even at the pay per view we were at. Like, there was more people for the thousandth episode of Impact than there was for the pay per view, and I don't know if that's yeah. just trying to do two nights i'm not sure so um it's tough let me tell you something this wrestling market is very tough out there i think there's a little bit of everything for everyone but you know listen everybody whether you like it or not wwe is number one there's not even anybody close and that's who people are going to flock to people wwe's made it a destination place like that you have to be there like the super bowl don't matter who who who's playing in the game everybody wants to be there wrestlemania has become that uh, their big pay-per-views have become that that's like the must-see event now maybe their other pay-per-views the smaller ones maybe don't do do as great but the big ones everybody wants to be there so i but here's the thing i you I, you always do this right before we're about to recap something you make us you make me go philosophical why do we only why why and here's where I guess the tribalism thing comes in again, which I'm going to bring up the tribalism thing in a few minutes after when, on a, when we talk about Edge. But 
why do we only have to root? Why can't? Why do we only have to watch one promotion? Yes, everyone flocks to WWE. But is that the only thing we can watch? I no. Well, no, I. WWE obviously, I think people more people. I feel like they're more. They've become more even more popular with their live events, with their big events, than they have with their television, per se. I mean, yes, I, I agree with that. I think television is you know is okay. I mean, obviously. Watching habits are totally different. You can't compare it to the Attitude Era. I tell people this all the time. You can't compare it. Stop comparing it. And these guys like Vince Russo and these people from that time, you can't compare 1998 to to current times. I'm sorry, you just can't. TV watching is different. It's They're just trash. It's just trash. different. But my point trash. is, my point is, is that if you know, we go to other shows. When you go to the show, when we were at Impact. There was WWE fans because you saw people with WWE shirts on. There is tribalism to a certain extent, but I, I think most wrestling fans go to all different shows. I I don't think it's just WWE people. And you got some hardcore WWE, and that's all they're going to go to, and that's right. Right. I mean, you have that in all the, the the companies, but I do think overall wrestling fans will try a little bit of everything. But what I'm saying is, in certain markets. Um, like Memphis, it probably doesn't do well because Memphis, they're used to their, you know, their brand. I don't think Memphis has been a strong market ever since Jerry Lawler, you know, and their company, they were used to their brand of wrestling there right. and that with the, those people. Now you got a new current fan base, but, um, certain markets just don't do well. Like out West, I think out West, I hate the crowds out West. I hate when they go to California, they're boring, you know, it's just certain, Wait. certain areas, but then all, you go to they're Chicago, all like that though. Their sports, their sports fans are like that. They show up late. Dodger fans, exactly. Niner fans, but, uh, but Chicago, Padres, Giants, they all show up late. Chicago's probably the hottest market for wrestling right now. Well, even more than a guy, a, a certain guy is um, does that. Well, um, you, you think it's CM Punk? I don't think it's just CM Punk. I just think the 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 city. Even even Stone Cold has said that was one of his favorite, if not his favorite, city to wrestle in. It's well, the other like, thing too right. is, the other thing too is, um, uh, but but Chicago is a great market because all the all the um, uh, promotions are going through there. AEW had all out in Chicago. Um, you've got. Impact, who's doing Bound for Glory in Chicago and a big taping the next day in Chicago. Yep. And then in in November, WWE will have Survivor Series in Chicago. Yeah, and even NWA has done some stuff there. You know, NWA has done some stuff in Chicago. So I think I think it's a good market. I mean, I think um, I think New York is still a good market. I think New York, Boston, Philadelphia. I think those the Dolans are- have ruined. The Dolans have ruined New York as a market because they're a bunch of scumbags. So, but uh, but yeah, no. So I mean, that's uh, I know we're going to probably get more into the whole tribalism thing, but um, yeah. But you love you love waxing. You don't get to unload on in your in your rants like because uh, you're not on main event enough because you make up some excuse like you're knitting pillowcases or something. No, not knitting. I'm ordering pillowcases. You're ordering pillowcases. <laughs> I knit. Um, uh, speaking of great episode of main event this week, please listen to it. It was me, Steve Willie, and yes, the boogie returned, Mr. Andrew Reich, and we had a fun, we had a fun, uh, fun show this week. So check it out; it's on the feed. Um, um, 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's we'll get into Edge in a minute. I want to go through the, the Impact show. And then I want to talk about Edge because that was an interesting conversation I had with a few people this week. Um, Tasha Steeles, remember her? She was a NWA alum. She defeated Killer Kelly, one half of the, the team with Masha Slamovich, the knockout tag team champions. In a mixed 10-man tag, Champagne Singh, Dirty, Dirty Dango, Eric Young and Jake Something. Jake Something's the one that looks like Hercules. He's like half Hercules, half Boogs. And Jordan Grace defeated Brian Myers, Bully Ray, Jody Threat, Kylan King, and Shara. That was a decent match. A little sloppy, but it wasn't bad. Um, ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated Jai Vidal and John Schuyler in a fans' revenge lumberjack strap tag match. <laughs> Moose defeated Bupinder Gujar. I like Moose. Josh Alexander is going for the world title at the pay-per-view. Yep. Defeated Khan. Khan is a uh, former Connor from uh, the Ascension in NXT. That match was not good. It was kind of sluggish. Josh Alexander did the most best he could. That was the main event. And then in the dark, it was a dark match. Mike Bailey yeah, defeated Josh Samurai Del Sol. Uh, you know, usually, I mean, when we saw him, um, you know, at the pay-per-view, I mean, he put on a great match. But you know what? Sometimes you could only do what you could do with who you're working exactly. Now... The pay-per-view, um, Bound for Glory, which is on, it is two weeks from yesterday, the 21st, in Chicago. Seven matches are set. MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich will defend the Knockouts Tag Team titles against Deanna Perrazzo, who's going for a different belt, and Tasha Steeles. That was, of course, the that was part of the match this past week, is building that up. The Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zach Wentz, against ABC. For the world, for the Impact World Tag Team Titles, this is Chris Bay's Feaster fired Cashin. The twenty-person intergender call your shot gauntlet, which is pretty much Impact's equivalent of Money in the Bank. You win it, you get a you get to a contract for whatever title you want for a year. So in other words, again, it's Impact's version of Money in the Bank. So it's twenty participants, men or women, and right now there are ten, and it was all ten that were in that ten-man tag. Jake Something, Dirty Dango, Champagne Singh, Eric Young, Jordan Grace, Brian Myers, Shara, Kylan King, Jody Threat, and Bully Ray. Trinity will defend the Knockouts World Title against Mickey James. I think Trinity wins, but I think that match will be great. Chris Sabin will defend the X Division Title against Kenta. That match probably would have been great, like I don't know, seven years ago, but Kenta's a little broken down. But that might still be a good match. Uh, this match, I mean, Impact, what a coup! Will Ospreay will take on Speedball Mike Bailey. That match is going to be fucking ridiculous. That's going to be a good match. That, and then that, the main that's, event, that's probably going to be the match of the night. It most definitely will be the match of the night. And then in the main event, Alex Shelley will defend the Impact World title against Josh Alexander. Then the next mm, night. That could be, uh, you got one and one A right there. <laughs> well, you got Alex Shelley. I mean, you got the two, the two Motor City Machine Guns are both singles champions. Alex Shelley is the world champion, and Chris Saban, who is a former world champion, is uh, X-Division champion. Um, and then the next night on the Bound for Glory fallout, Will Ospreay is wrestling... Um, shit. I just forgot. Josh Alexander. So that could be an Impact World Title match. That match will be ridiculous, too. Yeah. So that match you could watch on... Uh, Fight TV. I think their pay-per-views are 35. I think. Yeah, I think their pay-per-views are 35. Um, that one's a pay-per-view. That one you'll have to pay for. It's not on Impact Plus. That's one of their big ones. 
See, they're good. They all most of their shows are on Impact Plus, except like their few big ones. I know Slammiversary you have to pay for, Bound for Glory you have to pay for, and I think two others. The rest are all Impact Pluses. It's kind of what WWE should have done, but they didn't. Um, they didn't. So there. They didn't. So, um, all right. So now for our phil- our philosophy uh, question of the uh, of the show. So. This is this was frustrating for me this week. Like I, I'm looking on Twitter after Edge made his big or sorry rated R superstar Adam Copeland uh, made a big debut last week at the Wrestle Dream pay per view, which apparently was a fucking awesome. I didn't see it, but and then he de- and then he made his Dynamite debut this past week, and he wanted to he wanted to reteam with Christian. Of course, Christian's a great heel right now when he's the TNT champion. The two of them hugged, and then Christian told him to go fuck himself. That was actually pretty good. Um, Pretty much something we do to each other. Pretty much, yeah. You would hug me, and I would have my 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 velour uh, museum curator jacket, like Christian wears, and I would probably tell you to go fuck yourself. So, fuck you and your fucking pillowcases. Um, so, but I mean, but people on <coughs> people on um on Twitter were like these. W- now, see, this is one time everybody thinks I'm I'm pro or anti. This is where the WWE tribalists got on my nerves. They're like, oh, he's not going to do crap there. He's broken down. Why did he bother? Blah. So I'm thinking to myself, so all you tribalists out there that 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 are solely in the camp of one promotion, what you're saying is if a guy leaves the promotion or girl, leaves the promotion you love, does that mean they should just retire? They should never wrestle anywhere else because in your mind, if they're not there, they should be nowhere. Is that what you're saying? Edge should have just, oh, WWE didn't want him anymore, so he should just retire. Because if he can't wrestle there, he should wrestle nowhere. What are you, a jilted lover? Fuck you. Like, I, I just, that really bothered me this week. Um, it kind of bothered him, too. He kind of, yeah. Kinda something in his tweet. It's like, listen, the thing is, that's the great thing about, um, you know, having competition for the wwe look at the wwe has stepped it up in the last three years three four years right because they had competition they couldn't get stale and stagnant so and then and what they did with roman was just unbelievable so edge felt listen they said they was not really they didn't you know there was not much more for him to do or they didn't really have anything you know they didn't really have a direction for him so obviously he wanted to try something else. So what's the big deal to do that? Because you know what? He's going to be back home again. It always happens. So why can't you just root for him somewhere else? Like you said, why can't you just watch both companies? Yeah, some things you like about WWE that AEW doesn't have and vice versa. There's nothing wrong with that. That's why we do what do the NWA. Is NWA better than WWE? No. Is it better than Impact? No. But but it, it fills in a niche somewhere. It's a little different than everything else. And that's what Billy was trying to create. And now they went back to what we, we enjoyed about it back in 2019. There's nothing wrong with that. But everybody's got to be like, it's either one or the other. It's not like a sports team. You know, when you're, you know, a Yankees and a Red Sox fan, you're not going to root for both teams. Or a Yankees and Mets fan, you know, you're going to root for both teams. This it's different. This is a, a a business that we all love. Why can't we just all watch and enjoy it? 
you know, it's not the Monday Night Wars. People are trying to create that. It's never that's never coming back. Forget those days. It's a new world now. And just enjoy for what it is. Wrestling right now is so. I mean, as a it wrestling, has been better. I mean, this is probably the best we'll ever have in our lot in our lifetime when it comes to professional wrestling. Because all the promotions have great shows. All the promotions have great wrestlers. There's a niche. Like, I think WWE has the best women's division. I think AEW has the best tag division. They all have unique main event situations. Um, uh, oh, yeah. You know, so this is the best time to be a fucking wrestling fan. And we don't it, even, it, and you know, it's kind of gotten, not put on the back burner, but it's kind of fallen back under the radar is GCW. You know, I think they are well, in, uh, are they in Atlantic City this weekend? I know they're coming back to uh, Hartford at some I point. Think, I think, you know what it is, is what overall in wrestling, things are great. It doesn't mean that there weren't certain times like, you know, during the Hulkamania or that was a different type of thing that you were into. Maybe it, maybe in some ways it doesn't seem as good as something like that or even the, the attitude error, that really hot time. Maybe that in that period of time for that little bit of period of time, that might have been where you really, really like for me, that's where I really loved it. And I loved the 80s, you know, like the mid 80s right. NWA. But overall. Yeah, I may not be as into it as I was when I was younger, but overall, in terms of the match quality and what they're doing with all the different companies, all the companies are pretty strong right now. Mm -hmm. now because you think about it, late 80s or late 80s or early 90s, both big companies sucked. So at least now, most of the, I mean, there's really not a bad company. I mean, even GCW to a certain extent, you know, you, Maybe some people are not into the whole hardcore part of it, and that's fine. But not not their whole show is not all that. So, you know, there's little bits and pieces that you can get from that even that you might like. And then there's people that do love the hardcore uh, wrestling, so that there's their niche. It's mm -hmm. fun. So it doesn't mean – listen, you, you say people talk about – like there's some people that are on the network that love – Japanese wrestling doesn't do anything for me, but I'm not going to prejudge them. Like if that's what they enjoy doing, watching, that's great. It just doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't mean that because I don't like it, they can't like it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's got to be like the one thing of being a wrestling fan is we all could kind of bond as wrestling fans. Whereas in sports, you know, everybody's dug into their teams, and that's that's fun too. But this is something like right now, how could you not enjoy what you're watching right now? I mean, there's so much going on last night. I actually sat down and watched most of SmackDown last night. I hadn't done that in, in ages and it was, you know, it was good. I mean, was it, was I gripped to the TV like I was during the attitude era or even sometimes in stuff in the eighties? No, but you have to be, but it was a good show from top to bottom. Like there was good matches. They did a good job. You know, because you think about it, some of the stuff that we loved when we were younger, it really, when you go back and you watch it, like, ah, oh, this didn't really age too well, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, it's just different, you know, different, different errors. But um, I just hope that the wrestling fans that are being created today, the young, younger fans will be as enthusiastic about it you know, 20, 30 years down the road, like we are. 
Right. You know, because it that's that's you got to reach the young people. You got to create the new the wrestling fans of tomorrow because the people in our age range, you know, you know, from the 30s, I would say anywhere from the late 20s to, you know, to the 50s or whatever. Those are the people that will stay supportive of you and still support and, and really spend the money. So those are the fans you got to create, but I exactly, I mean, when I saw the stuff about edge, I'm like, he shouldn't have to explain himself. If that's what he wanted to go do, he, he never, he didn't bad mouth WWE. He said that he appreciated his time there and everything. And, you know, he appreciated his last match with Sheamus and everything. He didn't say anything bad. Most of the guys that go over from WWE to, uh, AEW don't really have anything bad to say. They're not stupid. Why would you do that? And WWE gave him his career. He said that 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 he wouldn't have been any where he was at if it wasn't for them. But mm-hmm. he wants to try something. Do do. What's the difference? AEW is not putting WWE out of business. And now that they're with Endeavor, it's never gonna happen. So let them do what they want. Let him do what he wants to do, and enjoy his career. I, I just you could still be a fan of him. I, I wasn't sure what name they were going to give him. I knew that he was able to use the Radar Superstar because he owned that. But I, I didn't realize that, that he was just going to go by his real name. Uh, he should have used the, he should have used the Sexton Hardcastle. That would have been pretty awesome. His uh, that would actually would have been kind of funny, like you know the full come full circle kind of thing. But um, yeah, but uh, been but I mean, I, I'm 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 happy I'm happy for uh, I guess Adam. Um, and, uh, you know, it's so funny because I always tell you, I don't know if I've said it on any of the shows, but it's like I interviewed him when I was when we were in radio back at Street Fest in New Haven. Um, and it was him and Steve Blackman. And Steve Blackman was the one with the more personality. If, go figure. Right. Who would have thought I would have never thought that Edge would be where he's at now. Now, it could mm. be, you know, now that you learn about these guys lives and how how crazy it was, he could have just been totally exhausted these guys got to come out and do these you know personal appearances and they're probably exhausted but um would you have ever thought i would said that steve blackman had more personality than than yeah, i know yeah I mean, I know, it's pretty funny. So, but i mean you know so it's just, um but um no i i mean it, it, i mean it's amazing to think that geez we're still talking about edge you know in 2023 you know a lot of these guys chris and chris jericho it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool seeing some of these guys, and they don't seem like you know when our favorite wrestlers, you know, from years ago, got into their forties and fifties, they seem so much older. And these guys have a youthful way about them. Still, so, I mean, so I don't. Know. We'll see what happens. See how he does. Um, I don't think it's the biggest signing that AEW had, but I think it's a nice find for them. Uh, mm. No, it's 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 uh I don't know if he's gonna win the world title or whatever. Like Tony Khan can't keep doing that, just handing the world title to every guy that every big no, guy. I don't know. If he does, I don't think it's gonna be right away. But what I do like, I like the fact that 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 the guys have they that we're seeing the flip flop flop of people going back and forth to the companies. I think it it freshens their characters a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um and it's kind of fun, like oh, he's gonna come back. Like, isn't isn't that fun again, though? 
Oh, see, yeah, it totally is. Go up and show up in November in a uh, WWE. It's kind of fun to have that again. Totally, it is. It absolutely is. Fortunately, hey, the news comes out a little bit. Like you kind of find out. Like it was really a foregone conclusion. I mean, Edge was going to show up, so it was a little harder to find out these things years ago as compared to now. But but it's still fun. I remember kind of being legitimately shocked when Cody, even though we kind of thought so. Um, it was pretty cool to see Cody come out at, in Dallas. That was I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't expect that. But anyway, good job, Doctor. Um, you needed to kind of unload. Um, so there you go. That's this week's episode of the PTB Weekend Special. Thanks for joining us. You can follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do the profiles. Please go to the Place to Be group, Facebook group, and vote. Uh, you've got till Thursday to vote if you haven't yet on which Halloween Havoc Greg Diener and I are going to do for the I October voted. episode of Wrestle Tracks. Yes, you did. It'll either be survive. So the, the choices are Halloween Havoc 89, Halloween Havoc 95, or Halloween Havoc 97. Last time I looked, 95 was winning, which I was kind of stunned. I guess people want to see the Yeti. So anyway, please go vote. Voting will go into, if you're listening to this on Sunday when it drops, you got till this Thursday to uh, vote, and then we will, and then we'll record later in the week. So, and we already have. It's going to be two choices. What? You can't complain if you don't vote. Exactly. Um, and there's going to be two choices for November, and they're both the same year, just different promotions. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Have a great week, everybody. Um, temperatures changing. Maybe we'll actually get some fall. Who knows? Um, we will talk to you next Sunday with the newest episode of the Sunday special, uh, and continue talking great NWA and impact wrestling and anything else that strikes our fancies. We get closer to pay-per-views for both those promotions. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Ciao. Sexton. Sexton.